Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellen podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? (laughs) Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Part of having courage with Jesus is learning again and again to see things differently, to do life differently than the ways that we're conditioned to live out there. The gospel of Christ is so unlike anything we've ever heard. And it goes against everything our culture tells us to value. So no wonder discipleship is hard because it's strange to us. It's different than anything else we're being taught. We live in the midst of a hustle culture. Have you heard of hustle culture? Google defines hustle culture And I think it's a great definition. It says it's an environment that places an intense focus on productivity, ambition, and success with little regard for rest, self-care, or any sense of work-life balance. That's hustle culture. And we've been taught that not only should we be productive, but our morality is tied to our productivity. Oh, my This has even historically been called the Protestant work ethic. Religion and productivity getting all tied up together in our history, showing us that if anything, the gospel has been used in ways that promote hustle culture rather than resist it. So can we have the courage to take Jesus up on his offer for a life more abundant. I think we can. There's a reason we feel guilty when we rest. Have you ever tried to take a break from work or tried to take a nap in a hammock and just felt that tinge of guilt, that uncertainty? Should I really be doing this? Am I wasting time? What could I be getting done off of my to-do list? That's the voice of our culture, it's not the voice of God. This truly restless life is not of God. And the gospel is all about good news and bringing us good news again and again and again. And so today as we wrap up this series on courage, our message is to courageously trust Jesus enough to rest with him. Sounds easy, right? It's going to be easy. No, it's not. 
It's not gonna be easy. And you might say, well, Jenna, my work really matters and I love to be productive. I love to get things done. Don't take that away from me. Jesus isn't taking away your work, right? This isn't to say that work is bad. Work, work can be very fulfilling and important and meaningful and holy. In a few verses before this passage in Matthew, Jesus is getting criticized for working on the Sabbath day, a day that was prioritized for rest. See, the point is it's about letting go of the rules and following Jesus. It's about letting him lead rather than our rigid need for control. St. Augustine said once, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. Our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. I think we remember something when we rest with Christ. We remember part of where we came from. Because if we come from God, when we spend time resting, we remember this part of us that's deeper than all the voices of hustle culture. We practice dying to ourselves, dying to anything that's not Christ when we take time away to rest. But we don't go to Jesus to get rest, okay? It's really hard to break out of this transactional paradigm where Jesus gives us something and we get to take it, right? It'll take us years to heal from this paradigm because Jesus isn't a transactional savior, we don't go to him for a vacation. We don't get to cash in our faithfulness for some well-deserved shut-eye. Jesus isn't an escape from hustle culture. Jesus offers himself a life with him in the kingdom of God. He came to bring us life that we may have it more abundantly. And this isn't a transaction that we earned. It's a gift of grace that we have been bestowed. There is no cost of admission in the kingdom of God. There is no tax or gratuity included there is no way that you could save the best seats in the house or enter the VIP lounge with the luxury treatment. And there's no way to earn this grace of life with Christ. There's no way to hustle the holy. So how do we do this then if we aren't in a transaction, if we aren't getting something from God, if we, if we don't have to do it just right, how do we respond to this grace? How do we accept this offer? Well, it's about relationship. Think about a friend that you love. Think, 
let one come to mind. And I want you to think about something, something that they're really good at that maybe they offer to you. So I can think of some, I can think of lots of your wonderful talents. I think of meals cooked for me that are amazing. That's an example. So think of that thing that they do really well. Sure, you delight in this part of them, but you're not their friend just because of what they offer you, right? You'd never say, oh, I'm only friends with them because they cook me great meals. But when they do offer this gift to you, you say yes, and you enjoy their company. You enjoy getting to know them better and being in their presence. This, my friends, is what rest with Christ is like. It's a gift not unto itself. It's a gift that leads us into further connection with God. It allows us to recover our true life, as the message version says. Gifts a gift that blesses us, that we can't earn and we don't take for granted. Rest is a byproduct of a life connected to Christ. It's not the end goal. And this rest that Jesus is inviting us to is not just a nice vacation for those who are Christian. It's for everybody. And it's a revolutionary vision of God that turns all of our busy, busy systems on their head. It reorients our world when we step away to connect with Christ in a new rhythm. We get a new lease on life, if you will, because suddenly things that didn't matter are valuable again. And the things that we thought mattered more than anything, suddenly we can go without. A reorientation to what matters is what happens when we come away with Christ. It's almost like I think about it as a different time zone. And I think that time is different in the kingdom of God too. We're always so worried about spending time efficiently are we wasting time? Are we saving time? Are we being efficient with our time? Do we have enough time? Oh, my Lord. But with God, you can't really waste time. You can't waste time with God. God created time. And so how could spending time with God ever be wasteful? The yoke of Jesus is light. It is not heavy or ill-fitting. And you can probably think of some things that lay around your neck that are heavy and ill-fitting. Burdens that you've carried maybe for years. And you've gotten so used to the feeling of them around, their, around your shoulders that you forget there could be a lighter yoke. The yoke of Jesus is light. It is not heavy or ill-fitting. Jesus sees us for who we are and who he created us to be. 
This is what's so beautiful about Jesus. He doesn't see us as consumer or criminal. He doesn't see a dollar sign next to our name or care about our net worth. (laughs) He doesn't judge us based on our past. He isn't keeping score, as that song said today. And how often do we fear that God keeps score on us, that we've done something too bad to ever be redeemed? But when Jesus sees us, he doesn't see our past mistakes, and he doesn't really see our five-year plan, our vision board. (laughs) He makes the vision board. He sees the vision. He sees us as we truly are. And he sees our unique identities, some of which have been marginalized by society, but he loves us despite everything that we think would make us unlovable. And Jesus doesn't see us for our potential, who we could be with some tweaking and a good makeover. And don't we treat ourselves that way too sometimes? Only loving ourselves once we have had a good makeover. But Jesus loved us from the beginning. And Jesus will love us forever. And yes, we may get a makeover in between now and forever. But it doesn't make us more lovable. He loves us as we are now and also knows who we will become as we grow in him. And the most, perhaps the most revolutionary thing about Christ is that he doesn't see us for what we can offer him. If you think about a lot of your interactions in the world, there's really always an agenda, right? A networking opportunity, a contact you need to make, a reputation to uphold. Maybe this person can get you that connection to that realtor, or maybe this person will be there for you when you need help with that event. The corporate world definitely works like this, where you're really looking out for what other people can offer you, but my friends, that's not how God operates. God doesn't see us for what we can offer God. Because God has everything. What could we offer God? But our hearts of praise. But our acts of service. Not to earn God's favor, but to joyfully respond to God's grace. Do you see the difference? Not to earn God's favor. So this rest thing, this this come away with me, this invitation to be with Jesus, it's not something that you're gonna get perfect. It's not something to get right at all. It's another invitation from Jesus to simply be with God and see what happens. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what your rest with Jesus will bring about. I look forward to hearing about it. Maybe you can tell me 
what comes of it. He doesn't see us for what we can offer him. Rather, he wonders if we will have the courage to take him up on his offer, resting forever in his arms. So when you are washing dishes, feeling burdened by all the undone chores, when you're sitting on 75 and you're in traffic and you just think that nothing will ever get better, (laughs) when you're frustrated by this weary world, when you've done your best at parenting and you're really afraid that it's not even close to enough, Hear the whisper of Jesus. Come away with me. Take an inhale. Take an exhale. Jesus is like the biggest inhale and exhale you've ever breathed. He is a soft place to land and a safe place to live. He is a healer and a friend. And he values things differently than anyone else. He doesn't need to hustle. And his dreams, the dreams of Christ, dare I say, are better than even the American dream. No dream is better than the dreams that our Lord has for us, for this world. So if we are to find out what those dreams are, when do you dream best? (laughs) You dream in rest. So come away with Christ. Dream new dreams. Learn what God values. Lay aside the thing that is heavy and ill-fitting. Dare to imagine that there is a lighter yoke. He is calling to me and to you, come away, come away, come away. I see you, I love you, I am here, rest in me. There's an old hymn that was written in 1922 by Helen Lemmel, and I'm always interested in female hymn writers, um, especially, and she wrote the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And it goes like this, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Helen actually wrote this while she was blind. She had lost her eyesight. But she hadn't lost sight of Christ. And maybe she saw things even better than we can sometimes. It's when we turn our attention to Jesus that our world is reorganized again. It's when things make more sense. And we can breathe slower. Our shoulders drop. We have work to do but we aren't overwhelmed. 
That's what the peace of Christ feels like. That's what the yoke of Jesus feels like. So are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to Jesus, get away with him, and you'll recover your life. He'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with him and work with him. Watch how he does it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace and put away the forced rhythms of hustle culture. He won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with him and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Will you pray with me now? O oh, loving God, teach us the ways of rest and ease. When society tells us to hurry, when our emails ding and bing, when everyone demands a quick response, slow our frenzied feet. When rigid expectations hover over us and we never feel good enough to rest. Whisper messages of grace in our ears. When we feel trapped in a life of doing, free us, O oh God, to practice the holy act of being. God of eternity, loosen our concerns with the limitations of time, how we spend it or save it. Instead, turn our eyes toward you. Give us the courage we need to live a Sabbath life, a restful life. And may our rest in you bury all that is ready to die in us so that we may truly live anew as new creations in you. We confess, O oh God, our attempts to be you, our attempts to control all things, and we lay down this effort. We give it up. Forgive us when we forget all of this and remind us again and again. Restore us today so we can help bring your restoration to this weary world. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.